0: Are you ready? All right, let's just pray, let's just open our hearts and just ask God to speak to each one of us today, okay? Father, we just come before you right now and God, we've already had such a great morning, but Father, we want more from you. God, we want to hear you. We want to, to learn from you and from your word and to grow and become more like you. And Father, I just pray right now that you would speak to each and every one of us, Father. Right now, we just lay aside distractions. We lay aside the cares of life. We give all that to you. And Father, we just set our focus on you. And we ask you to speak to each one of us clearly today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. 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 All right. Well, the She Design is the series that we have been in here at Chick Connection since we started this season in October. And it's our way of saying God's divine design for womankind. He has a divine design for each and every one of us. Yes, he's given us all beautiful uniqueness and individuality, of course, but he also has a divine design for all of us as women, as his daughters. And that design is laid out for us in Proverbs chapter 31. And so throughout this series, we have been going verse by verse through Proverbs 31 verses 10 through 31. That is the passage of scripture that speaks to us specifically as women. It's a passage of scripture known as the virtuous woman. And we have said here at Chick Connection that that word virtuous, our English word virtuous does not do this justice at all, because in the original writings, this woman is so amazing that what what it's referring to here is far beyond what we might think of when we think of virtuous. And so I want us to take a moment and remind ourselves and look back at that definition of what it literally means from the original writing to be virtuous, okay? Virtuous. It means to be a force on the earth, a force of people, wealth, and resources, a source of strength or ability within oneself, inner resources, to have something ready for use and available as needed, to be resourceful. It means to be an army, virtue, general moral excellence, goodness of character. It means to be effective and powerful, especially healing power as of a medicine. Our lives can actually bring healing to others. It means to do what has to be done as if one really wanted to. Hmm, not kicking and screaming all the way. It means valor, it means great courage and bravery, strength, able and active, to be a band of soldiers, a great company, a host, might, power, substance, valiant, warlike, and worthy. This is an incredible woman that this is talking about. And this is who you, 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 every single woman in this room was designed to be. This is who God created every one of us to be. And he didn't create us to be these amazing women full of strength, making a difference and, and uh, recognizing our value and worth. He didn't create us to be that all on our own. Did you notice so many of the words in this definition talk about an army, a host, a company of people, a band of soldiers. He created us women as relational beings on purpose. It's not just coincidence. It's God's divine design because together we can accomplish so much more. When we together recognize our worth and our value, together we can accomplish more for his kingdom on this earth. He created us to be these amazing women who band together to fulfill his purposes. And so we've been going through this passage of scripture verse by verse. And today we are on verse 15. So let's take a look at verse 15. It says, She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. Now those of you who are familiar with Proverbs 31, this just might be the verse that caused you to want to white out Proverbs 31 in your Bible. This just might be the verse that caused you want to staple this page shut. (laughs) Maybe you read that and thought, are you kidding me? Does that mean I have to get up at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. to fix breakfast and meals for the day for my family? Oh, that's not going to happen. And we quickly flip the page. But I have news for you today. That is not at all what this is referring to. That is not at all what this means. And so this morning we're going to take a few minutes and dissect this verse. Break it apart, look at some of the key words and key phrases in this verse and see what they actually meant in the original writings, okay? So let's do that. It starts out, it says, she also rises. That phrase, she also rises, from the original writings, it literally means to continue, to remain, to endure, to help, to hold, to lift up, stir up, and strengthen, okay? And then it says... While it is yet. That phrase, while it is yet, actually means all your life long, from this day forward, every day. And then the word night, the key word in this verse. It doesn't mean 3 a.m. It doesn't mean 4 a.m. It's actually talking about adversity or a night season, challenges. And then it says provides which literally means to willingly extend, specifically, healing and restoration. What does she provide? Food, which is not talking about biscuits and gravy. It's talking about nourishment, substance. And it says that she provides that to her household, which are those close to us and maidservants, I know that was the one part of the verse you liked. You were hoping that that meant you could have a house full of maids. (laughs) It's literally talking about younger women, the next generation, whether they're in our family or just other women in our world, in our lives, reaching out to them as well. And so after breaking that down, we can put that all together, those original definitions together, and we could paraphrase this verse to read this way. She continues and remains daily in a lifestyle of being uplifted, stirred up and strengthened so that even when adversity comes, she rises up ready and willing to extend and pour out substance, nourishment, healing and restoration onto those around her, especially to her family those close to her and to the next generation coming up behind her. Does that give a little bit different insight into that verse? You can take a deep breath. You don't have to get up at 3 or 4 a.m. Now don't be sitting there thinking, "Oh." Maybe I'd rather just get up at 3 or 4 a.m. Don't worry. This is not some unattainable standard. This is not some daunting feat that we have to try to accomplish. This is who God wired us, designed each and every one of us to be. This is who he's already equipped each and every one of us to be. And as we have said, as we've been going through this series, this passage of Scripture is written as a biblical acrostic. So from verses 10 through 31, in the original writing, each verse began with the next sequential letter of the Hebrew alphabet. It was written that way to aid in memorization purposes. But the interesting thing about it is that every Hebrew letter was originally derived from a word picture. And those word pictures directly correspond with the message that's being conveyed in that verse. So today we're looking at verse 15, which originally began with the sixth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And the word picture that that letter was derived from was a picture of a nail. And you might be thinking, a nail? How does a nail relate to this verse? How does a nail relate to me? Well, let's think about it for a moment. A nail is made of iron or steel, right? It's very strong. You might put a nail in a piece of wood, and the wood will probably decay... The wood would decay, wood would, would, <laughs> the wood <laughs> would decay before the nail would give out. Think about it like this for a moment. Let's just say we had two wooden blocks here, okay? And we wanted to fasten them together. So if we wrapped tape around them, eventually what would happen? Eventually, the tape would lose its adhesive, it would lose its strength, it would give out, wouldn't hold the blocks together. So maybe we try a rubber band. Anybody ever had an old rubber band? We rubber band them together, they look great, but over time, that rubber band's gonna get dried out and brittle, lose its strength and give way and not hold those blocks together. But if we put a nail in those blocks to hold them together, what happens? That nail doesn't get rubbery over time. Its composition never changes. It doesn't give out that wood might rot or decay, but that nail will stay strong. Anything that that nail goes into, wood, drywall, there's concrete nails that go into concrete. Those things may eventually be affected by weather. They may swell or they may rot or they may give way. They might crumble all around that nail. But that nail will never crumble, and it will never lose its strength. Maybe you've got some things breaking down, crumbling around you in your life today. God designed you to be like that nail that is continually strong with his strength every day, a supernatural strength that no matter what happens, no matter what crumbles, you have his strength to endure, to go through, and to pour out to others in the process. That's who he created us to be. And you know, this morning we took a moment and just talked about the importance of mentoring since it is National Mentoring Month, but I believe one of the greatest ways that we can mentor others is just by living that kind of life, the life that God designed us and created us to live, being an example of who he designed us to be as women. And when we live that kind of life, it becomes contagious and it does make a difference in the lives of others around us. We continually have his strength, his nourishment, his substance to pour out into others' lives, regardless of what's going on in our own life. So how do we do that? Because it sounds great, and it's great to know, okay, that's who God created us to be, but we don't want to just end here and go on our way. We don't want to just know who he created us to be. We want to be who he created us to be, right? One person does. How about the rest of you? (laughs) All right. (laughs) We want to become that woman, It's up to us. It doesn't just happen automatically. Although that's who he's designed us to be, he's also given us a free will. And so we have to make the choice. We have to choose to become that woman who he has designed us to be. It's one thing just to know in our heads who he's designed us to be. It's one thing to sit here at Chick Connection and say, oh, that's so awesome. That's who God's designed me to be. I'm going to be like that nail. I'm going to be strong. Things can crumble around me. It doesn't matter. I'm going to be strong. That's who God created me to be. And then we go out of here. And then we face the circumstances of life that are happening all around us. We face things that are going on at home or at work or wherever we might go. And sometimes it's not quite as easy. So how do we do it? How do we be this woman that's strong even in the face of adversity? Because when adversity comes, sometimes it feels like it just comes out of the blue. Has anybody else ever noticed that? Sometimes it feels like we're going along and everything's great and... Wham! We got hit by a freight train. Anyone ever felt that way? Going along and all of a sudden, boom! And we wind up right here. And then what happens? A lot of times when we wind up right here, we don't look up. We look right down around us. Oh man, I'm already down here. I may as well just dig a hole and crawl in. <laughs> I may as well just dig a hole and have a pity party. Oh, I'd rather just wallow in my discouragement. I'd rather just sit here and think about who I can blame for putting me here. Um, maybe I'll just see who else is here that I can commiserate with. else I can hang out with Ah, I'd rather just pull the covers up over my head and never get up it takes too much effort anybody ever been there I've been there I've been right here but you know what when I was knocked down when I was facing adversity right here I had to make the same choice that everybody else does I had to choose whether I was going to stay here or whether I was going to rise up. God created us to be women who would rise up, who would not stay there. He has more for us. He doesn't want us to stay there. He wants us to be women that rise up in the face of adversity, that will rise up and choose to follow him, choose to press into his strength. We can do it even when we get knocked down. You know, when we face adversity, when we face challenges, they may not only last for 24 hours. Sometimes it might be a little bit hard. Sometimes it might be a lot hard to rise up in the midst of that challenge. Some days it will be constantly tempting to have that pity party. Some days it'll be tempting to just pull the covers up over our head and not get out of bed. But he designed us to be women who won't, women who will rise up. Sometimes we just need to give ourselves a good little talking to. Anyone ever had to do that? You know, I love King David did that. And it says that he talked to his soul. He said, soul, you will not be downcast. You will rejoice in the God of your salvation. I give myself little pep talks like that on a regular basis. Some days I have to give myself a good little kick in the rear and say, get going. Don't sit back. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Get going. We all need to do that. That's a good thing to do because we're saying, I'm not staying here. I'm going forward. Sometimes we just need to give ourselves that little push to go forward. But you know, the very best way for us to be able to rise up with strength in the midst of adversity is to continue in strength, his strength, every single day, before adversity hits, after the challenge is resolved, to continue in that place of living in his strength every day. Remember in the beginning when we dissected this verse, how did it start out? It says, it says, (laughs) it says she also rises while it is yet what did that mean again it meant to continue to remain to endure to be uplifted stirred up and strengthened every day of our lives does it automatically happen no can anyone else do it for us no It's up to us. We have to make the choice. And so this morning, I want us just to talk quickly about three vital things that all of us need to choose daily if we're going to be this woman that God's designed us to be. First of all, we need to choose to continue daily in the Word. It's so easy to know that we should read our Bible. We know that. It's so easy to talk about it. Oh yes, we need to be in the word. And oh yes, you should be in the word. And oh yes, I should be in the word. But until we really are continually in the word, it can't change our lives. It doesn't become the strength of our lives. If we're facing a challenge or adversity, what usually happens? Our flesh might want to become fearful, anxious, worried, discouraged. And when we allow that, when we embrace that, we're embracing what's contrary to God's word. So we're not in his word. And so, when we embrace those things, we can easily get to a place of feeling empty and not having his strength for ourselves or to pour out onto others. And then what do we do? We start trying to come up with answers ourselves, trying to solve it on our own, trying to find someone else who can fix it all for us. We've got to stay in the Word. It's so vitally important. The Word causes our faith to rise up. It keeps us strong. It keeps us encouraged. It keeps us trusting God rather than man. It fuels us with nourishment, not just for ourselves, but for others. It brings wisdom and direction. It's a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. It's our sustenance. It is so vitally important. When I went through one of the biggest challenges of my life, great adversity, there were days my flesh didn't feel like reading the Bible, didn't feel like opening the Bible. But you know what I would do? Give myself that little kick in the rear. I'd open to the Psalms, and I'd read the Psalms where David would cry out to God from his pain, from his anguish. Oh, I could relate. And so I would read, and I'd begin to feel strengthened, and then I'd read more, and I'd begin to read his promises. Promises like I found in Psalm 40 that says that he'd pick me up out of that horrible pit, out of the miry clay. He'd set my feet upon a rock, put a new song in my mouth. Promises like it says in Hebrews thirteen five that he will never leave us or forsake us. Promises like in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 and 9, where it says, We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. And as I began to read God's promises, I gained strength. And before I knew it, I was able to rise up. My heart was stirred up and encouraged and strengthened. The circumstances didn't change, but in the midst of it, I received the substance and nourishment from God and his word that brought healing and restoration to my life so that I could pour that out unto others' lives, even in the midst of it. Ladies, challenges will come. It's part of life. The word tells us that. But if we continue in the word daily, you know what? We will be armed we will be ready to rise up in the face of challenge in the face of adversity and say no way i'm not giving into doubt i'm not giving into fear i'm not giving into anxiety i'm not going to give into discouragement i'm not going to try to find someone else to solve this for me i'm going to rely on god i'm going to gain his strength press into his strength and receive his peace that passes all natural understanding It is so vitally important that we continue in the Word. Second thing we need to choose daily is to continue in worship. You know, when we worship God, it magnifies God. What happens when you put a magnifying glass on something? It makes it bigger. When we worship God... It makes him bigger than the circumstances, than the situation that we are facing. It puts our focus on him rather than on the situation. In the night seasons of life, in the times of challenge and adversity, especially we need to be worshiping God. But if we're going to worship him there, that means that needs to be cultivated as a lifestyle every day. I've heard so many different testimonies, people shared about how worship has just transformed their lives. People in hospital rooms, facing great despair, began to worship God and felt his peace just completely overshadow them. People who said they had allowed their heart to become hardened went into a place of worship and just felt their heart melt. If you look back through history, so many of the amazing hymns that have been written were written out of places of great challenge and adversity. There is power when we stop and choose to worship God. And you know, I believe part of developing that lifestyle of worship is developing a lifestyle of thankfulness, of gratitude towards God. What has He done in your life? He's done amazing things in all of our lives. He's created us, He's given us a breath, He's given us a life. How did you get here today? Maybe you have transportation you can be thankful for. Maybe you have a friend who brought you who you can be thankful for. We have roofs over our head. We have food to eat. We have running water. We have so much to be thankful for. And He's done great things in our lives. We cannot lose sight of that because in the face of adversity, when challenge comes, sometimes it can be so easy to forget those things and look at the situation and say, oh, how is this ever going to work out? What is ever going to happen? But if we've cultivated that lifestyle of thankfulness, worshiping God, thanking Him for everything, it keeps our focus on His great faithfulness. And we know that there is nothing too big, nothing too difficult for Him. He is with us. He's been with us. He will never leave us. He will never ever forsake us. We need to be women who continue daily worshiping God. And third thing, daily we need to choose to continue in relationship with God. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, well, of course, and and reading the Word and worship, that's all part of relationship, and yes, it is. But I want to talk about something a little bit different in regard to relationship. Tell me, how do you have relationship with other people in your lives? You talk with them, right? You listen to them? You spend time with them? It's the same way we are to have relationship with God. We don't need to be perfect. We don't need to have it all together to come to him. We don't need to have fancy, eloquent prayers and have all the right words. It's just hanging out with him. Let me ask you a question. In your relationships in life, the closest relationships you have, what is it that creates those bonds in those relationships? Isn't it usually when emotions are shared we cry together we laugh together I know men don't understand that quite as much as women do (laughs) but we share those emotions if you think about a relationship you might have with someone where they never share any emotion where they're just kind of like a wall is there much intimacy there no, their intimacy comes when we share emotions with each other. Did you know God wants us to share our emotions with him? Whatever we're going through, whatever it is, whatever questions we have, whatever we might be feeling, if we, if we feel fearful, if, we, if we're doubting, if we have questions, if we've been hurt, if we're angry, if we're disappointed, whatever it is, Did you know God wants us to bring those things to him and pour out our heart and share those things with him? Doesn't it mean the world to you when someone opens their heart and shares those things with you, shares their fears, their disappointments, their hopes, their dreams? It means the world. To me, that's like a precious gift when someone opens their heart to me. And it's the same way with God. God wants us to bring all of that to him. When we don't express those things to him, It amazes me how many people think, well, I couldn't tell God that. I couldn't tell him I'm angry about this or that or I question this or that. Yes, you can. When we don't share those things with God, it's like we close the door and lock it and we don't give him room to come into those areas of our life. But when we share those things with him, It's like that door gets open wide, and he can rush in with answers, with comfort, with strength, with peace, with whatever we are in need of, so that we then have that nourishment within ourselves, but not just for ourselves, to flood out of us to others. But what happens so often when we're facing adversity? We want to take all those emotions that we're feeling and we want to wrap them all up into one big tornado and go and unleash it on the person who hurt us, don't we? Well, probably none of you would ever want to do that. Or we want to take it and unleash it on a, a good friend who's going to defend our cause, who's going to jump on our soapbox with us, who's going to feel sorry for us and make us feel better. Yeah, probably none of you would ever do anything like that. (laughs) Ladies, we've got to learn and get good at bringing those things to God first. Sometimes in the midst of a challenging situation, our emotions start raging and we want to unleash. We need to bite really hard, (laughs) bite our tongue, bite our lip, and... Maybe we even need to excuse ourselves to the ladies' room for a moment, lock ourselves in, and pour it out to God. He's the one we need to bring everything to. And as we do that, then we gain his peace, his strength, so we can be like that nail, strong in the midst of whatever's happening, and then we can go back out, full of his strength, full of his peace, to pour out onto others. We need to be women that learn to live with this lifestyle every day. If we're going to be able to deal with adversity, to be women who rise up with his strength in the midst of adversity, we've got to choose this lifestyle every single day. Are we going to face adversity? Yeah, of course. The Bible tells us, Will it be hard sometimes? Sure. But we can be confident that if we daily choose a lifestyle that continues pursuing His strength through His Word, through worship and a grateful heart, through relationship and communication, sharing everything with Him, we will be the women that he has created us to be a woman who rises up even in the strength in the midst of adversity with substance nourishment healing restoration to pour out onto others a woman who leaves a legacy for future generations And I would venture to say that every one of us in this room want to be that kind of woman, want to be that example that will make a difference in others' lives as well. So I want us just to take a moment and just pray together today. And if that's the desire of your heart, just open your heart to God and ask him to help you. Maybe there's areas that we talked about that you're thinking, okay, I need to need to give myself that little kick and and raise the bar a bit in this area. Just talk to God about it. Be willing to make that little adjustment so we can be molded more and more into his image. Father, we just come before you right now. And God, I just thank you for speaking to us. And Father, I ask that you just continue to speak to our hearts right now. And Father, where there are areas we need to make adjustments, maybe there are things that we need to to recognize maybe we need to be in your word more consistently, God. Father, maybe we need to take time just to worship you, to develop that that lifestyle of gratitude. God, maybe we need to learn to come to you with everything more so. Father, help us. Thank you that you've given us the Holy Spirit as our helper. Help us, God to cultivate this lifestyle every day so that we truly can carry that with us even when adversity comes, God. Help us to be the women you designed us to be in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And ladies, while your heads are still bowed and your eyes are still...